Ante Up is your poker magazine dedicated to the everyday player and their poker rooms. Pick up a free copy at your favorite poker room nationwide each month. But Ante Up is much more than a magazine. Visit AnteUpMagazine.com daily for breaking news and each week download our award-winning poker cast. Join us on our action-packed poker cruises to exotic destinations. Ante Up, it's your poker magazine. From the Anti-Up headquarters in Tampa Bay, Florida, it's the Anti-Up PokerCast. And now, here are two guys who think they know how to play poker, Chris Casenza and Scott Long. It's April 28th, 2017. You're listening to the best poker cast on the interwebs. I'm Chris Casenza. And I'm Scott Long. This is, uh, what, show two of the Embarrassment Tour. <laughs> And we're still technically at sea. Actually, no, we're probably uh, enjoying uh, one of those uh, Spanish beach islands. Yeah. At the yeah. tail end of our cruise. Yeah, so. maybe we're at Malaga or the Azores or something right yes. now. Yes, yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing Hands of the Week today. And uh, last week's show was pretty good. Last week, quote, unquote. Um, the more we make fun of it, the more we delegitimize it. So. <laughs> That's right. So let's just keep chugging along. So it was last week's show, and it was awesome. It so was. It was fantastic. Missed it last week or yesterday. Uh, it was awesome. So. <laughs> or the, or this morning, because you might be listening to all five of them in one day. Who knows? Uh, but just a reminder, everybody, we are uh, on our way to Europe, um, so uh, we're not doing our normal shows until uh, May what, 18th. We'll be back with our normal shows, uh, but for these next couple, we are doing two hands of the week each week to give you a little extra content so you don't miss us. And as a bonus, they're all uploaded in the same day. <laughs> <laughs> to create the illusion. All right, this week's uh, Hand of the Week, uh, well, I, I, it's been an hour, and I already forgot what I call them. Oh, uh, combo something. Or... No, no, no. no. Uh, prolific. Prolific. Oh, yeah, prolific, yeah. Is uh, David Bloomberg. Yep. Uh, and I'm feeling really bad because I've been so busy, I have not watched a single episode of this Year's survivor. Oh man! Yet. and probably won't by the time I get on the ship. Even though I'm technically on the ship right now, right? Um, so I, I can't even talk to David Bloomberg. He's our resident survivor expert about it. So um, frustrating, but but this is the poker show, so we don't need to worry about that, right? No. All right, here we go. Let's jump right in. He says it's my weekly one dollar, two dollar home game, so I know how everyone plays. We're a couple hours in, and I've been up and down, started with 200, and was up probably 100, and then lost it back, plus more, to the point that I had to reload another 100. I currently sit right around 200. I'm in the middle position. Uh, let's see, there's one limper, and I look down at ace-queen offsuit. Another ace-queen! Yeah. Let's see whether this one play, uh, works out uh, just as well as the last week's. Well, we've been all over the bankroll spectrum today our stack is going up and down more than a roller coaster at six flags so uh, i'm gonna want to turn that around here and i'm gonna play this hand pretty aggressively uh because that's probably what they expect anyway so let's just make it whatever the standard race has been all night um we're in middle position so if it's full to us and we've got a super strong hand uh at the, in the middle of this game so i don't know whatever the standard raises i'm making it that 
Yeah, I'm going to assume it's 10 because that's what it should be. And okay. we'll throw a couple extra bucks in because it's uh, there's a limper, so somewhere between 12 and 15 as well. Yeah, yeah. I forgot there was a limper, but yeah, so yeah. probably 12 or 15 I'd make it. And this is different than last week's show because we're not facing a raise. So there is a limper involved, but we're the first to actually raise here, which changes the dynamic for me. Yeah. All right, uh, let's see what happens here. Uh, he says, the uh, the Limper and I are friends and have a history of going at each other in good fun at least a couple times a night. Sounds like a dog and pony show. <laughs> uh, he says, and sometimes with the best hand, sometimes bluffing on both of our parts. In recent weeks, I've been getting the better of him. But tonight, he was the cause of one of my big losses when I had a big hand and he called with 7-8 offsuit and flopped two sevens, which I didn't believe. Uh, but that was then. This is now. Hey, great monkey song, by the way. <laughs> uh, so what do I do with ace-queen off? My standard raise in this game is right around 11, so that's what I did here. Yeah, Fine. I mean, throw in next probably one. made it 13. Yeah. Um, I get called by a calling station who calls probably 80% or more of pre-flop raises. And the original limper. Uh, he says the calling station will often call all the way down to the end if he hits any part of the flop at all. So I value bet him about 100% of the time. All right. Flop is queen, tray, four, rainbow, and the original limper checks. It's now on us. So it's about 35 or 34 in the pot or so. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. happy to make it 20. Yep. Sounds good to me. What do we do? Oh, all right. Kind of boring, but <laughs> it's all right. We got two hands, so even if this uh, one dud, we got another one after this. So he said, uh, as I said, I want to value bet the calling station all the time, and I also want to get the original limper to either put in money bad or fold, since it's a pretty harmless looking flop. And there's 33 in the pot. Uh, I go with a little more than half pot and bet 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking there was 33 from the. Yeah, they, I think and then missed... a little bit more. So that's all right. <clears throat> Uh, he says, the calling station surprises the heck out of me and folds. I guess he didn't have a three or a four. Wow. Uh, but the original limper calls. So we're heads up going to the turn, and the turn is a seven, completing the rainbow. So our board is queen, tray, four, seven. Villain suddenly comes to life and leads out for 35, leaving 60 behind. Jeez. says, I've seen him check out of position when he hits a flop. So whether it's bet for him, then come alive on the turn. I've also seen him use a lead-out bet like this as a bluff if he thinks his opponent actually doesn't have anything. Oh, so basically he's done this with every scenario possible and it doesn't help us at all <laughs> with, with information. He's given us so much information that we have no information. Uh, with a guy limp with 5-6 and then call again? He might limp with a small pair, but would he really bet into us if he knew we were betting? Why wouldn't he just check to us again and let us bet again? Well, but yeah, he didn't bet in. Well, he didn't bet into us on the flop. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I'm saying right now, we bet 18, got the caller on the turn. He's betting into us now, right? Because we didn't do anything yet. Why would he bet into us if we're taking advantage? If somebody's already got control of the hand, just check and let him bet again and call him if you've lost the set. Yes, five six. I mean, they're really. <clears throat> Almost nothing that can come that would beat that hand. That makes sense, right? Right. Five six is going to be unless the board pairs and you've had a set. But if you've got the set or the straight already, I mean, no reason to scare us now. Yeah. So I don't believe this. I'm I'm just going to call though. I'm just going to call and see what he does on the river. If he's got sixty left, he's going to really put it all in. 
Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not thing, but he doesn't have anything. That our best chance of getting that last sixty from him is to call, let him take another stab at it on the river, right? I think so. Because we raise now and he has nothing, he's not gonna call now, right? Right. Yeah, I think I like that. I like the call and uh, let him hang himself. And in the off chance that uh, we are behind here, that also is a little pot control for us too, right? Yeah, especially if on the end now he doesn't really have what we think he has. He's nervous and checks. You might check behind for value and uh, show down immediate value and then just show him the queens and take the pot down and just consider ourselves lucky. But if he, you know, if he's got the nuts and shoves us on the end, we can also reevaluate of whether or not we think our queen is good. So we're saving money here by just calling. I think. All right. Um. Let's see. So uh, they actually went old school printing me out. I know. I heard the papers rustling. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, he says, I have suspicions, but I call knowing it's likely I'll face a $60 river bet, but hoping not. The river is another seven. So uh, that makes our board a uh, queen tray four, seven, seven. And the villain does indeed shove. Jeez. If he had three, four, we caught him. And he's just doing that to try to hope he fold. If he had a seven, that's why he bet we're screwed. If he had a queen, then we're still winning. Yeah, let's uh, let's go with the let's go with the call. Hell, I, we'll probably beat, but let's call. It's sixty to win. What seventy? There's a lot of money in there, so let's just yeah, call. Really the only concern is the seven. <clears throat> yeah. The point that he had. I mean, I it's tough to even figure out what that hand would be with the seven, but. Board has paired now, but that I don't. That seven, the second seven doesn't mean anything to me, right? Right. <laughs> so do we win? Well, maybe it does mean something. I mean, the seven means that if he bet the seven, seven and nothing else, then we had a beat, and now he's caught up, right? Right. If he had five six, wouldn't he just value bet? Yes. So why shove? Why scare well, us? I don't know. Sixty. Why not just bet 30 again and try to get that 30 out of us instead yeah. of scaring us with 60? So <clears throat> I'm I just going to call. Hell, right. with Hell with it. Hell with it. Um, all right. Uh, he says, I start thinking about possibilities. Did he call me with Trey 4? If so, I'm now ahead. Could he have a 7 again? That would be miserable and unlikely unless he had a queen to go with it. Pocket trays or pocket 4s? More likely if he has anything at all. Um, I half-jokingly ask him if he'll show a card. He tells me I should show one. So I show the ace. To my surprise, he shows a king. Oh, man. You know what that means, right? He's got king, so. he's got king queen, not king seven. So we win. Call. Why would he, why would he call a raise pre-flop with king queen, a uh, king seven, and then call a flop bet with king seven? So we're winning. Unless he has pocket kings. Oh, pocket kings, No. That would be bad. That would be bad. I'm still calling. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm, right. I'm going to call. All right. Uh, if he had shown a trade or a four, or obviously a seven, I would have potentially folded. But with a king, I snap call. He immediately realizes he made a mistake and shows king queen. Yep. I was probably leaning toward the call anyway uh, if he hadn't surprised me and showed a card, but the king sealed the deal. When talking to him later, I realized we were thinking of the hand very differently. He thought if he showed the king, I might think he had king-king. 
but that was never even in my thoughts. So once I realized he didn't have any of the scary possibilities, I know I knew I had to be ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing scary there is King King because King Seven doesn't make any sense. So, but then King King probably would have done some re-raising preflop because this was the limper. So yeah, exactly. That's the problem with the whole King King thing. Yeah. I think is what he, what I hope the villain realizes now that. Uh, um. That he just yeah. What, what did we learn here, kids? Yeah. <laughs> Poker is a game of incomplete information. Do not complete the information for someone willingly. Because <laughs> <clears throat> yes. he just shows a queen, you still call because you know that he doesn't have queen seven, and he, he probably doesn't have queen queen because of the preflop information. So right. yeah, don't show any cards. Just you know, he might have folded. He might have folded for the sixty. So wow, that's funny. All right, so bad habits you pick up in home games. Right? Yeah, yeah. Do not show cards. Don't do them in casinos either. <laughs> All right, moving on. Second hand. Um, and he starts it by saying, "I'll keep on sending them until you tell me stop it." No, because you no. know we might need to do more of these shows. Yeah, we'll never tell you to stop. Uh, he says, "I'm in one of my usual one-two home games." Now, this is not on the same email, so it could be a different home game. But... Okay. Uh, I've been doing very, uh, and I like the fact that he has one of my usual one-two home games, plural. Yeah. Mm, must be rough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been doing very well, especially considering it's a home game. Uh, one guy came and played exactly one hand, gave all his chips to me, and left. Since then, I've been hitting and collecting chips. I'm sitting at around 700 up from my original buy-in of 200, easily covering everyone else at the table. It's a pretty good day at the office for a home game. Wow, I would leave right now. Yeah, <laughs> like I say, what are you trying to prove here? Yeah. Um, all right, uh, there's one limper and then a raise to 11, which is fairly standard in this game. Uh, both the limper and the raiser are pretty good players. Both play pretty solid but are capable of bluffing. The limper is a super nice guy who had started out the evening down but has built his deck back up nicely to about $360. The raiser has around his original 200 the Razor is a nice guy who enjoys coming after me sometimes. So it's a nice guy game. Nice guy game. And we are in late position with the Six of Hearts, Six of Diamonds. Okay, I'm going to call. I mean, is that, is that, is that too weak? I mean, I'm gonna, just going to set mine in half position. If some weird ragged flop comes, I'm not going to believe them. They may check to me. I may bet and steal it. They may bet and I can raise and steal it. I may hit a set and slow play. So I, I don't see any reason to go crazy with sixes here, yeah. uh, such that there was a razor in the middle of the hand. So it's funny because at first I thought maybe he was going to play a trick on us and sort of redo the other hand <laughs> because it went call limper $11 raise, which is basically what happened on the last hand. Um, but uh, no, I, I think I'm just going to call and essentially set mine or just play my position since I'm late in the hand. Absolutely. That's what I'm doing. Okay. All right. And that's what Hero is doing. He says, I call. Set Mining 101 here. And it's been working for me so far tonight. Indeed, indeed, that's how I got the double from the guy who played one hand, the limper, uh, who played the one hand. Uh, the limper also calls, so there's 36 in the pot, and the flop is the four of clubs, six of spades, seven of diamonds, ding, 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 original limper checks and original razor checks. I have no problem betting here. I, I, I know we flopped our set, um, but it is draw-heavy. Somebody could have pocket five. Somebody could have ace five. 
you know, suited, something like that. And uh-huh. I don't want to give anybody a free... Even if Ace-8, you're giving them a free shot to hit a gutter. Um, I don't want that. So I got no problem betting like $20, $20 here or so. Well, the other thing, too, is we're in late position, not the blinds, I don't think. It's late position, right? Right. So now our bet looks like we're just trying to... Take it. Take a stab at a pot that no one else wanted. So our hand is well disguised here as well, too. Right. So we got that going for us. Um, all right. Uh, he says, I don't want to let any small draws see the turn for free, so I make it 20. That's exactly what I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is not a good sign. The uh, limper check raises me to 50, and the original razor folds. Um, I just don't put him on a... He could have a set of sevens. That's possible. Um, I don't... Even though he limped, I don't put him on 5-3 or 5-8. I just don't. Because um, once it made it 11, and then we came along... I mean, I guess he could say I got the pot odds to call, but even why check raise? Because it's a... You've got the straight, and there's no flush coming on the next turn, so why check-raise when I just call? So um, if he's got a set, he might have a set of fours, um, and he could have a set of sevens, uh, but I'm not afraid of that. So I'm going to re-re-raise. 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 Just re-raise. Right. Um, no, I I think this is kind of playing into I don't want to get tunnel vision on what I was thinking, but I think this plays into the fact that he might think that we're taking a stab at this. Yeah. That was too... Let us know, hey, this is my pot, and that's fine. Yeah, I'm going to – well, if that were the case, if the guy didn't really have anything and he's just trying to re-steal it, you know, I might call. But I, I feel like I'm happy taking this down now. I'm up, set, up to 700. He bet 50. There was 30 in the pot, so it was 80 plus our 20s, 100 in the pot already. If I make it 150 and take it down, I'll be happy with taking a $100 bot. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re-raise this guy. So, yeah, I, was, I wasn't joking. <laughs> All right, now here it says, hmm, I consider whether the limper, uh, who we're now calling the villain, it's kind of like Harrison Ford on the new plane, he's Air Force One now. Okay. Uh, could have a weird straight, 5-8, tray 5, it seems highly unlikely, though not entirely impossible if they were suited, especially the uh, tray 5, which people around here have a weird affinity for. The way he limp called pre-flop means it's possible he could have 4-4 four, four as well. I'm not going to run away on a $30 raise just because I think he might have a weird straight, but I don't think I can raise either. Uh, so I call and hope for a pairing of the board to make things clear. Nah, I, I, don't, I don't mind raising. I mean, you do have 12 outs if you're behind a straight, um, or 10 outs, I mean. And you do have, if you're behind a set, you have one out. If you're behind a set of sevens, you have one out. Um, set of fours, you're crushing him to one out. So... I, I don't mind betting more here. I, I don't mind raising. I really don't. It, it, the call's not bad either. You know, you might pair the board, but then you're not going to get away from it if he has sevens either. So I, I don't know. Um, well, here's the thing, too. If the board pairs a seven, then... Yeah, yeah. You know, then you're up against quads, and good for him. The thing you're up against is, you think you're up against a pair of sevens, so... Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm not too worried about this hand. I, if he's got a straight, you know, more power to him for calling a raise and limping with 3-5 or 5-8. But other than that... The only hand I'm afraid of is a 7-7, seven, seven, so um, whatever. I mean, it, you're probably ahead, and if the guy's drawn, uh, you're going to be ripping mad if he hits a yeah, random 8 or 3. put him on a draw. If he's <clears throat> eight no, I mean, if he had pocket 5s and he didn't believe us that we're trying to steal it. Right, right. Now he's got four, five, six, seven. Not remote, though, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. but all right. 
Um, all right. So he, uh, he said, I, I call hoping for pairing the board uh, to make things clear. And it comes with a seven of hearts on the turn. So our board now is four of clubs, six of spades, seven of diamonds, seven of hearts. And the villain bets 50. Yeah, I mean, if he's got quads, whatever. But now I'm going to call because I can only lose the quads. Right. And <clears throat> I'm going to call because now I'll give him a chance to bet again on the end and raise him. If he doesn't, then I'll bet into him. Because if I raise him, he doesn't have anything he's going to fold. So now at least I have a chance to him to bluff at me at the end yeah. or think his straight is good in the end. So I'm just going to now I'm just going to call. All right. I agree. Uh, here it says, I'm in a position, so I don't feel like I want to raise here. He's taking control of the betting, so I figure I'll let him. I call. Uh, the river is a meaningless deuce of diamonds. And he says, as Norman Shad would say, Deuce on the River never changes anything. So our final board is four of clubs, six of spades, seven of diamonds, seven of hearts, Deuce of diamonds. And the villain snap shoves all in for $253. Now I'm calling. Is there any reason to not? I mean, why would he, if he had quads, why would he shove? Does he really think that? He must have a specifically on sixes full. You would have to, right? To, right, to do that, to or a straight. But does he really believe we have a straight? I don't know what type of player he's playing against. Um, you know, we've had, you know, we've had a lot of success in this night with up seven hundred. So if you lose, you're probably still up. Um, but uh, I, I, I can't fold this. I'm fold to one hand, and it's quads. And the way he bet it, it doesn't seem like he has quads. So um, on the end there, I would have valued about a hundred on the end if I had quads. So I'm calling. <clears throat> All right, our hero says, uh, WTF? <laughs> Does he really have a straight and he's convinced it's good here? Does he only have fours full? I can't put him on seven deuce or seven four, even if it had been suited. Seven six seems unlikely since there's only one six left. And if he has seven seven, well, then good game to him. But would he really shovel quads or go a little lower to ensure value? Uh, the pot is about the size of his stack. I wasn't thinking of seven six. Yeah. Or seven four seven deuce. That's the other thing. But then again, why shove? Why put so much out there for no reason? Um, don't scare us away if we had a straight. I mean, seven six now is a possibility. I wasn't even thinking of that hand. I was blind to that for some reason. Uh, I don't know why. Um, but yeah, I'm still I'm still calling. I can't let this hand go. Yeah, seven six. Because he limped with seven six, called a small raise. But Flopped. yeah, seven six. Are you gonna check there? The you floor? might. You might. You I know might. you're just a limper, and I guess you have a razor behind you. So you're assuming maybe that person's gonna bet it for you. But that goes back to what we were talking about on uh, last week's show. Now, now if you let that person bet, then you check raise. The check raise is always. I shouldn't say always, but a lot of times it's fishy, right? Yeah. I mean, you'd be better off betting out and hope that you get raised by the razor. That's what you want, right? Yeah. It's tough. At seven six now, it's starting to feel like a a good hand here. It's scaring me. It is, but again, you know, it seems like an odd way of playing it. And then he's right; it it would come down to one six left, which makes it a little less likely. Obviously, right? yeah. I've seen the case card come out way too many times to think that anymore. But, um, jeez, even even on uh, what Vic show. Right, we had the ace queen hit the ace, the case ace on the end. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> I'm still calling. I, I just it's six is full. If he's got sevens full, hey, or quads, 
you know, I can't believe I wasn't thinking of seven six before. I didn't think a seven deuce and seven four were possible holdings, but no, no, no. seven six is very very likely a hand that could have played it this way the whole way. Even the check raise because he thought someone was going to bet it for him, and then he was going to call and walk the dog. Um, but when he saw it was us, he probably thought we were stealing it, so he check raised us, and then we called, and then he's like, oh, well, I just turned my boat, so now I'm going to be able to bet fifty, and you know, you called, and now he's got, he's convinced we have a hand that can't fold like a straight. You know, he's not putting us on a boat either, maybe, and that's why he did it. But I'm still going to call. I'm trying to talk myself into folding, but I'm just not going to do it. But here's the other thing about this, too, and I know uh, people will probably um, chagrin when they say this, but uh, we've had a good day, right? We're up to 700, and not that I um, don't want to respect my chips anymore because I'm up to 700, but these are the days where it's easier to make those borderline calls. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if you're wrong, it doesn't hurt as much as if you make this call and you've busted on your fourth buy-in, right? Or you're probably a little bit more scared. So I think this, these are the times when we have to make it. Uh, it's really only one hand that we, we think is likely that has this beat, and, and there's some problems with that one hand. Um, you know, I'm going to make this call, and if I'm wrong, I'm still up for the day. And if I'm right, I'm way up for the day. Yeah, and it's a valuable lesson if you lose. It's, it's expensive, but you'll find out this guy is capable of limping with 7-6 and calling a raise with it and then check-raising with it. So you've learned a lot about this player no matter what. Um, but if you lose, it's going to be an expensive lesson. Absolutely. But I think that's part of the reason for the for the big bet, trying to probably get us out of this pot. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, we determined that he's probably overplaying a straight or has fours full, and it's just his bad luck. I call. Nope, it's my bad luck. Yep. He has six seven suited. Ugh. That goes almost all my winnings for the night so far. On the plus side, I got the $75 nightly bad beat for the game. <laughs> Lose over 360, gain 75. Whoopee. Um, my game stalled out at the point. The heater was over. He had just started ramping up, and he pretty much couldn't lose a hand of that. He even played the last hand of the night essentially blind and won. It was just his night. But in all the discussion for the rest of the night, no one could figure out how they would have folded if they had been in my position. It's hard to see the overboat in a situation like that. If this had been Omaha, then yeah. But Holden, where he had to have the K6 and a 7, seemed too unlikely to fold in that situation. Yeah, I agree. We, I mean, we both didn't say 7-6 the whole hand. And then at the end, I was like, oh, wait. And I, I almost convinced myself to fold, but I didn't. I just couldn't. Um, the shove is what's really interesting. He had to be convinced we had a hand that we couldn't let go to do that. Because otherwise, you're just scaring people. Why are you scaring us out of a hand with that? And you've got the absolute nuts you can't lose. Um, so that really was interesting. that He made that, he made that connection that we weren't going to let this hand go and shoved and got a call. That's crazy. Ugh. Well, I'm a big fan of the overbet when I have a strong hand, so I, I give him mad props for that. This is probably too much of a bet for me, for my taste, but um, but I do think it's a, a uh, an effective move. I mean, remember, uh, there's a reason there's a saying, why so much, right? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it usually means somebody thinks about it, and they're like, yeah, they're trying to protect something or bluff, when, when you use it with a strong hand, you'll get them to make a call that they wouldn't normally make for that amount based off it. Yeah. Doesn't always work, but when it does, in this case, I mean, I mean, that was a two hundred fifty-three dollar, fifty two hundred fifty-three dollar bonus for him right there, and I promise you, in in a game of one two, he could make that over bet 
four, five, six more times and have it not work, and it still paid off for him. Yeah. What? The other thing, too, is that I, I don't know what bet he makes that I fold to. So, you know what I mean? Even if he makes it 100, yeah, he gets paid off. If yeah. he makes it 150, he gets paid off. So he gets paid off no matter what he bets because of the hand we had. But if I had a straight, I'm folding probably to the 250 bet. If I had a straight, I'm probably calling the $100 bet. So that's the difference there. He had to know specifically we had sixes full for him to be able to get away with that, and he got lucky. Uh, but, all right. Hey, next week, more hands. Next show, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chris Casenza. And I'm Scott Long. We'll see you at the tables. Anti-Up is a production of antiupmagazine.com. Contact the show at podcast at antiupmagazine.com or call our hotline at 206-338-6344. If you'd like to advertise, send an email to advertising at antiupmagazine.com or call 727-331-4335. Some music used in this episode comes courtesy of the Podsafe Music Network.